0: And welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator. And you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and
1: makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Charleston Glam. Today's topic is under
0: eye concerns and realistic solutions. So Kelsey, what are you currently watching? Um, So I started Good Girls on Netflix, um, which is it's on season three, but I just started it. Um, It's super fun and it's got it's like weeds mixed a little bit with Breaking Bad it's basically housewives getting wrapped up in money laundering, so there's always like some fun with that. Yes, like, I've
1: seen it. It's really cute, mm-hmm. and it's um, got a really good cast as well.
0: Super good cast. Yeah, I love the lady. Her in the show, she's Ruby, but she's from Parks and Recreation, um, and she's she's really funny in it. So, oh
1: I, yeah, she is. I do like her.
0: Yeah, and then also uh, the original Chappelle show is on HBO. Yes! <laughs> I love topol show it, It's really funny to watch because it's so grainy because it's old. and um, but it reminds me you and I used to watch Stand Up on Comedy Central every Friday night. Yes,
1: girl. Yeah. We loved our comedy and stand-up. What ha- I feel like they don't do stand-up like they used to before. It was – they're like everybody was doing it. You could like watch a whole special like of nights on it.
0: Yeah, I mean every Friday night that was all Comedy Central showed was just like back-to-back different comedy stand-up specials. I wonder if they just do them for like HBO now or, you know, more paid.
1: Absolutely. Um, That's the way I go. Like how Netflix usually
0: pays and I think H- – yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. HBO does as well. Mm-hmm. What about you? What are you watching? So I just started watching WandaVision mm-hmm. last night. I like WandaVision.
1: Okay, did you finish the whole thing?
0: I I'm up to however many episodes are out. It's not done yet.
1: Oh, OK. I had no idea. Trevor just put it on. So, yeah, I mean, we got up to episode two. But Elizabeth Olsen is a goddess and yeah. I kind of think vision is hot. And... OK.
0: I literally texted my husband this morning like I have a crush on vision. Like, yeah, I know he's a robot or whatever, but like I, I, I swag, though. Yeah. Like I, I'm into it. Like.
1: <laughs> yeah. And as someone that's like more neurodiverse and I take the world very like literally, I think that type of like robot comedy is just everything
0: well and I think him and I could just sit there and just tell each other facts all day (laughs) we both love that kind of stuff so yes (laughs) yeah it's fun they do in the beginning every episode is like a different sitcom from a different era and it's fun it's really fun to watch it change
1: It is. And it was really nostalgic for me because I grew up watching Bewitched and I Dream of Jeannie. My grandmother babysat me like every day. So it was really cool to see those types of shows and how they kind of made it, you know, today with Elizabeth Olsen's hair and makeup. And Mm -hmm. she just looks so
0: good. I'm living for the looks, basically. Mm -hmm. And they do um, they do an episode. I don't know. I like to try and guess the shows that they're basing them off of um, Mm -hmm. because some of them are like really obvious and some aren't. Um, but I remember at your house, there was a bunch of like, I love Lucy stuff. Dude, that's what
1: I was telling Trevor last yeah. night. Cause the first episode reminded me of, I love mm-hmm. Lucy and I was like, you don't even understand. I had the Barbie dolls. I had like every memorabilia. I loved Lucille Ball growing up. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was the funniest show.
0: Yeah. I, I remember like pictures of, I love Lucy and stuff like that above a yeah, and
1: I had the, um, Vitamita Vegeman and Barbie. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that I can't speak regular English, but I can remember what that word is. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: really funny. <laughs> but anyway, are you, you
1: seeing anything new in your beauty
0: routine? So last Thursday after we recorded, um, I dermaplaned my face. Um, you did. I what did, did you think? I don't. So I, first of all. I don't recommend anyone dermaplane their face um, themselves. I'm a licensed professional. Um, and it definitely took a learning curve to figure out how to do it on myself. I can do it on other people, no problem. Doing it on yourself is a little trickier because I can't really lay my face flat or things like that. So I essentially just sit on my bathroom counter and get my face really close to a mirror um, and do it. But my with the uh, mask wearing and my skin being so sensitive, I'm trying to really not do too much chemical exfoliation um mm-hmm. and just do a little bit more physical exfoliation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love a good dermaplane. Um, maybe about every two months or so I'll do it myself. Now this isn't um shaving my face like those face razors. This is like I have a blade with a scalpel like, Mm -hmm. like blade to the skin. I used to tell my clients like, okay, I have a scalpel to your face. Please do not talk. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And do not move. Do you ever have people that like you talk to them and they want to look at you to say the answer?
0: Well, so I, I kind of just don't talk. So I would always preface it with like, okay, I'm going to do this. If you need to like cough or sneeze or you need to talk, like raise your hand. So I'll back off. Okay, Um, yeah, I had a
1: client yesterday, I was using the curling iron really close to her face. And every time I like was talking to her, because I have to talk more in my appointments, mm -hmm. than you know, aesthetics, but she kept like looking up at me where I had like the curling iron I'm like no don't do that like it's gonna burn you yeah
0: I've definitely had to tell when I was doing eyebrows I definitely had to tell clients like okay every time you talk you're moving your eyebrow and I will I will mess them up if you don't be quiet yes
1: absolutely (laughs) say with like makeup and eyeliner people like I'll rest my pinky on the cheek to like kind of stabilize Mm -hmm. it and then they'll start talking to me and I'm like oh gosh this isn't this isn't working
0: (laughs) when back when I dermaplaned I used to wear a face mask because the amount of like dead skin and hair it would make like tumbleweeds in the air it's pretty I love like someone's first dermaplane because there's so much that you get off and it's really satisfying as an esthetician it's like one of the most satisfying things
1: I do love watching dermaplaning videos Mm -hmm. and I have to say also if you want your makeup to look really really good Mm -hmm. dermaplane Mm -hmm. and you might think like oh I don't have much hair there it's not a big deal it really makes the most difference for like your fair client that has that white blonde hair on their face Do They call it the vellus hair. That's like really soft. That is the, the
0: correct term. Vellus Actually, hair. I mean, <laughs> sure, we learned a little
1: bit about like facials and everything in cosmetology mm-hmm. school too. So mm-hmm. I really like that part. Um, But yeah, all of that is the makeup lays in between the hair and you can see the hair when you're putting makeup on it. So the more you can get off of that area, the better it's going to look.
0: Absolutely. Especially I feel like powders, especially you see hair when there's powder. Yeah, definitely.
1: So true. And I love what you said about um, not so much chemical exfoliation Mm -hmm. because I did the same thing before I have like a long wedding weekend. I will kind of like dermaplane myself. Um, especially around that area, because it really does take off, you know, the excess skin. And like, as you start scabbing and some of the, you know, pieces of skin are flaking off, it's nice to just make a nice smooth
0: surface. And I think that's why it makes a good choice for brides or anyone that has a big event that they're going to be getting their makeup done, because you really aren't really at risk for breakouts because there is no chemical exfoliation. It's literally just physical exfoliation. Yeah. We love
1: dermaplaning. Always do it. Hire a professional. Yeah.
0: Go see a professional. Um, What about you?
1: What's new with you? Okay, so when I got off the phone with you last week, I went ham on some <laughs> K-beauty. <laughs> I got so many fun masks and a new cleanser. It's actually um, like a sativa hemp oil cleanser. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm excited for it. Um, I wanted to say that not only do we love K beauty for their amazing ingredients, but I also love them because they like to have fun and it's okay to have fun in your beauty routine when the ingredients are right. So sometimes when we have fun skincare, um, it takes away from the efficacy of a product, but not with K beauty. So,
0: yeah, I actually, I really agree with that. Yeah, that was, that was deep. So, um, I, you posted on, um, Instagram, you, you have some new, new purchases. Tell us about them. So many, it was like
1: that time where I had to re up all my skincare and I was like, well, let's try other things. So I went ahead and reordered the outer piece cleanser that I dropped. Um, I noticed afterwards that my skin just was not happy without it. So mm-hmm. I always like when you try a product and then you take it away and you're like, Ooh, I needed that. Totally mm-hmm. needed that. Um, I reordered the Luna and the UFO. Um, I also went on a major super group sunscreen haul. So I'm trying the Sunday Riley Softer spot treatment, which is also in the UFO line. Sorry. Those were two random thoughts, but I was like putting them together. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I have a question for you, Kelsey. Yeah. I also got a bottle of the good jeans, mm-hmm. just a small one to try. Where can I put that in my skincare? I read that you could use it with the Luna, but you know that I alternate on my night. So I have a retinol night and then I have an AHA or a BHA night.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So Good Genes by Sunday Riley is a lactic acid treatment. Um, and lactic acid is a AHA or alpha hydroxy acid. And what it does is it um, breaks the or kind of dissolves the bonds in between skin cells. So then they kind of exfoliate off a little bit nicer. Um, so this is considered a chemical exfoliant. So I, um, would only use it at night and I would not mix it with the UFO, um, which is going to be a BHA chemical exfoliant. Um, or I'm, I would even be hesitant to mix it with the Luna to be honest with you. I felt the same way
1: when I read that. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I was like, that sounds a little too aggressive
0: on the skin. Well, some people's skin can handle that. Um, uh-huh. you're, I would not say your skin is the type that could handle that. Okay. So, um, so essentially what I would recommend if you want to start incorporating the good genes is right now you're alternating. So this would be like a third night. Okay. I can totally do that. Um, but then because you're doing so much exfoliation, I would even do a night where you do no actives. Okay. So no BHA, no AHAs, no retinol, nothing. Have like an off night. Yeah. And I can do that sleeping mask that night. Yeah. Is that right. Ooh, yeah. nice. Yeah. For my off nights, I use that Pro- propolis serum by CosRx. I want to get
1: that. Yes. I,
0: I'm almost out of it. And I really think I'm going to because I am flying through it. And as much skincare that I have, if I'm continually going towards something, um, I think it's going to be what you said when it's gone, I'm going to miss it in my routine.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then the last thing that I'm using that's new is those reusable cotton rounds mm-hmm. that you had talked about and I haven't put them through the wash yet, but I've been updating everybody on social media about them and I'm a fan so far. I really like them.
0: Yeah. And Lauren also posted her little setup. Um, we talked about in last episode, um, things we do for self care. And one of things Lauren does is she likes to post, she likes to have her setup for her skincare look really nice and easy and accessible. And um, her setup is so cute. So go check that out on Instagram on Beauty Guides.
1: Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so on to pop culture and beauty news. Jacqueline Hill is launching her own makeup brand. I don't know. Kind of want to spread a conspiracy theory that Jaclyn Hill just took over Becca. I really <laughs> just. I feel like they used to work together a lot and do collaborations and I don't know it just seems like the perfect fit but um, she put out a post announcing this that I thought was rather cringeworthy she referred to the staying at home as a movement Mm. (laughs)
0: which it's not a movement Jacqueline it might be a moment but not a movement (laughs) but I thought that was interesting we are protesting getting and spreading the virus for yeah yeah by staying home that's our movement.
1: Exactly. And then my problem with a lot of these influencer lines is we've seen it before. I mean, it exists and a lot of times it exists in a better formulation at a higher price point. And I'd rather just go that route. I mean, give me an hourglass powder versus 10 Jaclyn Hill powders.
0: Yeah. And I will say when it comes to highlighter, the highlighters that she likes and promotes and I think is part of her line is really, it's just not my aesthetic. Um, It's that very like just insane highlight, um, which I think yeah. looks really cool in like editorial photographs and, you know, things exactly. like that. But when you see people in real life with these like really intense highlighters, you're like, oh, what what's happening? What? Dude, they look insane. And
1: I think it's also important to note with like Jacqueline's face shape, she has these amazing cheekbones yeah. and she has a really round face. So she is the perfect person to market that style of makeup. But that doesn't mean that the rest of the world should be wearing that style of makeup.
0: Yeah, but again, makeup. Do you whatever makes yes, you happy? Sure. Like whatever. I'm. I'm. This is more just me saying that sh- it's just not my taste, and and I really have no interest in her makeup line. I saw it's coming to Ulta or something. Um, mm-hmm. which is you know that's that's kind of a huge thing. I thought Ulta was doing. Um, they tend to self promote themselves as really, um, showcasing indie brands and black owned brands, and then now they just picked Jacqueline Hill who is so problematic um yeah yeah and I don't
1: even see them really supporting indie brands or black owned no. brands that much as much as they could be there's so many good indie brands out mm-hmm. there even Dan- Danessa Myricks and that's coming to Sephora soon mm-hmm. you know
0: Paula's Choice coming to Sephora mm-hmm. I don't know yeah, yeah I I think at the end of the day Ulta is just in the business of making money and they know Jacqueline Hill will bring in a lot of money
1: Yep, that's very true. Do you remember what happened with her uh, Morphe palette scandal? Mm-hmm. So many yeah. scandals. And then she had the lipstick scandal. Yeah, she just is always leaving her makeup in warehouses and not launching on time. <laughs> and then they're going moldy. So I really wonder with this new line, it, it's hard to come back from something like that.
0: And I mean, yeah, yeah. She's, she probably will, though. She's messy. And I think she. she <laughs> what's going to happen with her is the same thing that happens with these um kind of messy brand owners which um like jeffree star or jared blandino from two-faced or kat von d like it What's people yeah, yeah people associate the person with the brand because they are and when you're messy you know, you're risking it yes you are i would not feel job security working for her no, not at all. No. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> so I saw KVD Beauty, which is no longer Kat Von D. Um, so they're launching a Good Apple Skin Perfecting Foundation Balm. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this. It's in like a compact, I'm assuming it's a cream foundation. It claims to be full coverage, matte finish, but not cakey. And I can't help but assume it, it would be cakey. <laughs> um, but I'm wondering if it's supposed to be like, I know, professional makeup artists use a lot of those cream based products. Like they'll have full palettes of cream products. You have um don't you have like a Bobby Brown palette of different creams? Yes, so many, and um, so my thoughts on
1: this was I'm predicting that balms are going to be coming back momentarily. Um, Kevin Aquan actually has one, RMS has one. I really think with people staying home more, wearing less makeup, people are starting to follow more TikTok accounts about skincare. Ooh, the advice is really bad, but <laughs> this is the perfect time for brands to create products that are easy to use with skin-loving ingredients. And um, as a professional, I look at product as simply formulation and color. So, really, you know what this just looks like to me your old school cream concealer or foundation mm. with skin loving and ingredients, which is just like you were saying, like all of the creamy palettes that I own um, in my kit. But yet, this is marketed to the everyday consumer. And maybe liquid will take a back seat this year. Who knows? Um, I'm seeing a lot of powders come out too. I think with the mask knee going on, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we won't be looking towards those foundations. And um, you know my love for cream, so I'm with it. I do think they are smart with the sleek no gadgets packaging because a pro makeup artist could easily slide a few of these shades into a kit and it doesn't take up much space.
0: Yeah. So, um so you looked it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I looked at the picture. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> after, after you, I saw that you were going to like talk about it. I was like, I should give this a little
1: Goog. So mm. yeah, I did look it up. Yeah. I'm interested to see. I mean, I just think that this is a new trend that's going to come out and creams back in. So cream has actually come such a long way though, since it was first introduced. I feel like, the creamy makeup we think about is from like the seventies or eighties and it's very like opaque and a hundred percent.
0: What I think of is like, so in aesthetic school we did like a week on makeup and it was basically kind of like the history of makeup. And they talk a lot about like pancake makeup, which was like, Uh yeah. And that, and cream in a, Compact makes me think of pancake makeup, but and I'm sh- I'm sure, like you said, it's come a long way, like everything else. But that's instantly Dude, what I right, go to. Right? Because that's
1: a totally different area. Like I'm thinking more of like the natural creams that are really light. But like people always ask how I got my start in makeup, and it was stage makeup. So it was that creamy mm-hmm. Ben Nye, almost chalky pancake makeup. Like you have to do your face so that the last person in the row sees you. Mm-hmm. It it was yeah, you're right. That was a thing, but your the formulations were really bad, and they were really only made for stage.
0: Yeah, it. Yeah, I, there's no skin-loving ingredients in those. <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> so it's cool that we're mixing the two, and I like it. I have a lot of cream makeup. I'm always preaching cream makeup. I think after 30, it's such a good choice. So hopefully we'll see more products that are good for that. Um,
0: this is really random, but I learned this morning about hair Botox. Have mm-hmm. you heard of that? <laughs> I have. And I heard about it from my students. My students keep me in the loop. Um, and it makes sense to me because of where you live, because mm-hmm. the, what the thread that I was seeing, it was a lot of girls that, you know, a Spanish
1: background, like mm-hmm. people that have more like kinky curly hair that live in hot areas. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah. So the, the school that I work at, the salon offers, um, their version of hair Botox. They're like a natural based line. So they of course like to take the trends and then kind of do their natural spin on it. Um, for, so for me, I heard about it and then kind of moved on with my life because I have yeah. <laughs> nat- naturally straight hair. My hair air dries like perfectly straight. So, uh-huh. um, and but I I get it because I see the girls who come into school with their hair like straight, and then we get it downpour rain, the humidity increases, and they come back from lunch and it, their hair is frizzy, and it, and I feel I feel bad for them. Like imagine spending time doing your hair and then a twenty minute rainstorm ruins it
1: for sure. Yeah, but basically all hair botox is is professionals are marketing straightening and keratin treatments as hair <laughs> botox. <laughs> So, and okay. the reason why okay. they've done this is because the chemicals they use go inside the hair cuticle and heal and they smooth things out. Kind of similar to what Botox does. But what a stretch.
0: That, God, you know what? Marketing genius though. Marketing I, genius. Yes. Oh, I'm
1: so over it. I feel like I've like just been told so many TikTok trends
0: this weekend that made me want to barf and oh I'm God. in like kind of a
1: salty mood about all of
0: it. God, I'll tell you about, so one of my students was asking about ice facials because she saw it on TikTok. And, and I was like, what the hell is an ice facial? So you take ice and like a lot of it and massage it onto your skin for a while. And so I was like, this is crazy. And so I look it up. And what happens is because you're putting ice directly on your skin and then your skin goes numb, you can't feel when it's too cold. Therefore, you can give yourself a burn. You can develop necrotic tissue. Um, You can do permanent nerve damage. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. But I will say the good thing about these trends and what I always say is it's job security because people are going to mess up their hair, mess up their skin, mess up yeah. their face, and then they're going to have to seek out professional help.
1: It's funny because a few weeks ago you sent me like a link to take some like human design test because I'm always into those mm-hmm, weird yeah. things. And I took it and um, it was funny because it was saying that one of my main cores in life or like where I get drive from is anger even though I'm not like an angry person per se Mm -hmm. but I would say this podcast like definitely stemmed out of anger like (laughs) anger of these trends anger of misinformation on the internet anger of crazy things that I'm hearing that like shouldn't be out there Mm -hmm. but like you know I try to come from a place of love but like yeah like what just crazy things are going on because of
0: TikTok and oh my gosh I can't believe that people are falling for it it's really interesting that someone would choose tiktok as a source of information like
1: i even it, feel like when i talk to people that know i'm a beauty professional and want to bring up tiktok trends they don't want to listen to my answer no no you no, know no, what no. i mean like when they i start
0: saying like no that's
1: actually not right they've already tuned out they're over me and i even had a client yesterday who was a more mature woman and she's telling me about all the tiktok makeup she watches and she was in her 40s and i was like why do you want to watch a 20-year-old makeup do good makeup on their (laughs) 20-year-old skin? Like... I, and the thing is that on YouTube, like you can find these women that are like 60 or 70 years old oh, yeah. that do oh, yeah. makeup. Oh my God, the transformations. I'm like, that's where you want to watch it because these women are doing like really cool things with their makeup that are mm-hmm. actually helpful. Like
0: not the 20 year old. She doesn't know. Yeah. She doesn't have a single wrinkle. She doesn't well, have a problem. And it's so easy to do makeup on a 20 year old face. That's not yes. skill. That's not skill. Skill no. is doing makeup on a mature client with a lot of Troublesome areas and droopy eyelids and fine lines and coarse lines and texture and sunspots. And, you know, the eyes are very hooded now. That is where skill to me, I, cause, you know, I did a, I Amen. did And that's the
1: masochist in me because that's
0: the kind of makeup I love to do, but it gets no credit and people don't at get all. it. But I'm like, oh, you didn't see it before. <laughs> yeah. At all. And to me, I think those are always um, the. The ladies are really grateful with that because because it's so impactful and the changes that you do. Um, so good for you that you do it and that you love it. Oh. You, should, you can send all of the pictures to me and you know I'll appreciate it.
1: Okay, thank you, girl. I know I do send things to you a lot before I even post them on the <laughs> internet. You're like my fairy godmother. I'm like,
0: do you like this, Kelsey? <laughs> well, uh, spoilers, I will always like it and I'm very oh, proud of you. Loves you. <laughs> all right, so let's get into today's yeah. topic. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about the under eyes and why they're so problematic. Um, This topic came to me while I was in the shower. I have a moment of inspiration. I got out of the shower and I like voice texted Lauren because I was like, I need to get all of this out now. And I was like, we're doing an episode on the eyes. The eyes are troublesome areas people have questions we need to help them but these are also going to be hard to swallow pills and I'm yep. really sorry
1: <laughs> yeah and I was like bitch I'm down and then also I posted on the Instagram today if anybody like had any questions or topics they'd like to cover and somebody brought up under eye and I was like mm. funny thing is today it's happening yeah right?
0: and it's funny because right before we recorded recorded last week my sister-in-law was texting me about her under eyes
1: and, oh. and and
0: because she was like um she has dark circles and she's like I need an eye cream well anyways (laughs) Uh, I'll probably, I'm going to talk about that when I get to dark circles. Okay. All right. I'll let you get to it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So the eye area is said to be um, where we show the first signs of aging. And this is due to a combination of the thin skin around our eyes and a lack of sebaceous glands. This means that our eyes don't produce their own oil. um, And because of that, eyes are prone to a few specific concerns. So real quick, the oil in our skin, the sebum, that's what gives skin like a suppleness um, and a softness, and it gives it its bounce. It's sort of like our skin is almost like a cement wall, and the mm-hmm. oil is um, the what's in between the bricks. So it kind of gives it that nice structure. So that's what we don't have around the eyes. So one of the biggest concerns around the eyes is fine lines and crow's feet, um, and this is caused due to our continued movement of our eye area and then the lack of that oil in the skin. So can an eye cream get rid of your eye wrinkles? No. However, Hmm. moisturizer around the eyes will help the skin's moisture barrier and can help minimize the appearance of fine lines. And especially if you're finding your under eye area looks dry and crepey, an eye cream will absolutely help with this. And I find that if you struggle with the eye area um, with fine lines or dryness and crepeiness, doing a little bit of eye cream before makeup can can really help out as well. Um, so the next eye concern is puffiness under the eyes and this, the puffiness, um, because of this eye area is prone to fluid buildup due to lifestyle, like a high salt diet, allergies, genetics, and alcohol consumption, which Mm. I can vouch for that one. (laughs) Yep. Um, So, as we age, the puffiness actually gets worse because what is actually happening is there's a breakdown of muscle tissue around the eyes causing the fat area to protrude.
1: That is so rude. I know. So rude.
0: (laughs) I know. So, the puffiness – and so, that's going to be in more mature people when you see that puffiness. What you're actually seeing is the fat protruding. Um, Under their eyes. So can an eye cream get rid of your puffiness? No. However, this is where you can benefit from eye creams with a metal rolling ball or even using your jade roller at home. The idea is cold spoon technology, which is when ladies used to put spoons in the freezer and then put them under their eyes. Yes. Um, I was
1: going to say too, back to the ice thing, that was like a
0: 1950s glam mm-hmm, like thing. Yep. Joan Crawford used to put her face in a bowl of ice before she mm-hmm, started makeup. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. so this this idea of the cold spoon technology will minimize the appearance of puffiness and help move that fluid retention kind of away from the eye area. Just the movement of massaging in eye cream itself will help a lot. So if you find that you're dealing with puffiness, if you get an eye cream with a rollerball and really spend some time just rolling that around the eye and massaging and moving that fluid, you will see a difference in your eyes.
1: What do you think is the most money that you should spend on a gadget like a rolling ball?
0: Mm. Is it a rolling ball with eye cream or just a regular metal rolling ball?
1: Oh, let's do separately. Let's just do the rolling ball because I think it's important for people to know because sometimes, you know, people will get onto a trend and jack the price up astronomically and you don't have to be doing all that a metal rolling ball I would pay 12 bucks for on Amazon oh I think that's fair yeah oh I was gonna ask you too have you ever heard of people that put preparation H under their eyes for the puffiness and swelling yes I I
0: <laughs> yeah I know I know <laughs> yeah I I don't if it's not made for the face please don't put it on your face yeah. Yeah. Um, and then so. an eye cream with a rolling ball. Um, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 bucks. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't, well, I'll talk about it at the end, what I think you should spend on eye cream. Um okay. So the third concern is dark circles under the eyes, which I personally struggle with this one. Um, So this is typically genetic. It's due to the thin skin around the eyes, allowing the blood vessels to be visible. But you can also have this aggravated by lack of sleep and allergies. Um, So can an eye cream get rid of your dark circles? Guys, no, I'm really sorry. No matter what that eye cream packaging says, um, it's not going to get rid of your dark circles. It's true. Um, However, if you look for, there are some peach tinted eye creams and that may help lessen the appearance of darkness Um, and then if you find that the darkness is getting worse when you're stressed not sleeping and allergies well then those those you can address separately um so yeah so Lauren you had something you wanted to say I haven't read this
1: yeah I was just saying that I thought it was so weird that people think a cream can help this because once you medically know why dark circles occur a cream is the last thing on how to Mm -hmm. fix this but you're spot on with color correcting in this case um something I don't feel that many people know is that if this is a problem for you and say these circles are exceptionally dark you don't need to place your concealer under the entire eye in fact the amount of concealer you need to use may be way too much for the area that's not affected so so you need to put your color corrector and concealer directly on top of the area where you're having this problem. Then use a brush, sponge, or your finger to push that product into the dark area
0: and then blend the excess out. Mm, instead of spreading it all over that whole area.
1: Yeah. Cause you see it too. I mean, on the internet, they like basically just take concealer and make a triangle mm-hmm. under the eye and you don't really need all of that. I mean, think about how many different areas they are. There are of the eye, you know, if the dark circle, um, is kind of like in that more orbital area that you have fine lines in the corner and then you might have a totally different situation in like the tear duct area of your eye so you really don't want to put you know one uniform big clump of concealer in that area
0: mm-hmm. and I found for myself personally using too light colored of a concealer actually made my dark circles appear worse
1: Yeah, and it'll make them ashy because Mm -hmm. the the tone isn't on. And a few years ago, that super light concealer look was in,
0: Mm -hmm. and I'm really glad we're getting away from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually started going with um, a darker concealer. It's still fair, but it's not that like bright white concealer that I was doing because that was what um, TikTok told me to do. That's what we were taught to do. (laughs) Yeah. That's what TikTok told us. (laughs) Shape tape, baby. Yes. (laughs) So another common eye concern, and and I wanted to include this because this is for me specifically, is headaches and migraines. Um, My migraines are always in my eyes. Um, Sometimes it affects my vision. And then sometimes even my eyebrows are just so painful to the touch. So Mm. this is when I love my tools. I love my gua sha, um, which we talked about last week, and I posted a video of it. It's an ancient Chinese massage technique using a tool, and it's typically jade and You're technically scraping the skin, stimulating blood flow. It has a notched edge which fits perfectly around my brows and then I just posted right before we started recording I recently yes! <laughs> bought an ice roller um, and it <sighs> says it's for the face, eyes and body. It basically looks like a giant uh, jade roller. The rolling part is removable and it stays in the freezer um, and this has been amazing um, and I'll even just give myself a face massage with it when I have it out but for for the pain it's been so helpful and I, I really like it. Got it off Amazon. On super cheap big fan
1: yeah that looks so cool it also reminds me have you ever done mod Modge podge uh like the arts and craft yeah there's like a roller thing you oh. use to like push everything down and that's what your um oh. your facial tool reminds <laughs> me of okay. but uh last week we had someone ask where you can purchase the gua sha. and what would you say kelsey i say really anywhere you anywhere can.
0: anywhere Yeah.
1: Yeah. These products are trending right now so a lot of companies have different kits. Um what would you say is the most that you should spend on a gua sha? Mm,
0: like 15 bucks.
1: Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't go too expensive cuz also I wanted to make sure that people know there's like some claims that like you know you can get a gua sha made of a certain exotic stone and it's this much much but also think about when you're buying different like stones and crystal type things that maybe they're like mining them illegally mm-hmm. or sourcing them in bad ways. So it's really not all the hype but it's let up to be. Yeah,
0: and um my guasha came with my jade roller. So, Same. and I think I paid 15 bucks for both of them. Yeah.
1: And I think I just got it off Amazon. And I know some of us are trying to not shop at Amazon <laughs>
0: anymore, but
1: you could literally actually, you know, where they have those? If you go to like TJ Maxx. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. They yes.
1: always have like a jade roller guasha situation mm-hmm. in their cosmetics area. Don't buy the cosmetics, but buy the jade roller. You can
0: buy a jade roller. You'll probably spend like seven bucks and it's great. Yeah yeah, I have a jade jade roller and then I have a rose quartz jade roller. and then I have a jade guasha. and then I was gifted a rose quartz guasha. And I mean, to me they're they're all the same.
1: Yeah, I was saw, seeing some fear mongering post yesterday that was like, don't use a jade roller or a rose um, roller. You need to get a medal because it's ethically sourced and all this other stuff. And I was like,
0: I, 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 I'm already exhausted by this post. Yeah. Like, and it was. And if you are a crystal person, we're not, we're not telling you not to use specific crystals. If that's what makes you, if that's what you're looking for and what you want. Absolutely do it. We're just telling for people who are not crystal people, like, don't feel like you have to get a specific one. Absolutely. For sure. Um, Okay. And then. Oh, I think you were going to talk about um, milia. Yes. We had someone on our Instagram talk about, um, ask about milia. So milia are hardened bumps of keratin around the eyes. um, And you're usually genetically predisposed to get these. Um, So can an eye cream help with these? Actually, they can make it worse. A heavy eye cream will make these appear if you are more prone to milia. Um, some dermatologists can remove these for you. They do have to be cut out. Um, however, if you're prone to them, they're probably just going to come back. Um, and I'm super sorry. So if you are struggling with Milia, look for really lightweight eye creams. Almost sometimes they advertise them as eye serums. Um, you don't want anything too heavy or too occlusive in that eye area
1: yeah actually, um, the consistency of that new mask that we're using, and we were talking about like mm-hmm. a lot of moisturizers that are like water cream moisturizers. Mm-hmm. they melt so lightly in your hand. And if you just put like a little scoop in your hand, take your ring finger, kind of like let it water water down, you can lightly press that on your eye area for a little bit of moisture. And I just feel like that's so much lighter than
0: an actual moisturizer that might. Add to the milia, mm-hmm. then that's exactly, and that's what I was gonna say is that there there really is no rule saying that you can't bring your moisturizer up around the eye area um, mm-hmm. and that you have to specifically use eye cream. So there's a lazy girl hack for you. Um, so, most also of going back to fear mongering, mm-hmm. sorry, but a lot of people say, you know, it's the molecules that are bigger in regular moisturizer
1: and they don't actually like get into the skin on the eyes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, what would you say?
0: I, I say what? that's false.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I had an est- esthetician, you know, Yeah, coming back to it. But that's what a lot of, you know, the claims are online, why you needed separate Eye cream and why you need an expensive one—it's absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah, why the only reason you would need a separate eye cream is if you are trying to target something around your eyes that's different than the rest of your face. For example, if you're an oilier skin type but you have very dry, crepey under eyes, which actually is a Mm -hmm. common concern, then you would need something. Such a good point. Mm -hmm. But in summary, most eye concerns are genetics and they're just part of the natural aging process. So eye creams can help a little, but don't count on any miracles or dynamic changes. Um, Lauren had asked me if I had any eye creams or anything I was going to recommend for this episode. And I said, no, because eye creams don't really excite me. I've tried $70 eye creams and I've tried $20 eye creams and I, and I really just never really notice a big difference between any of them. I do use an eye cream um, because my under eyes are very dry. The rest of my face is really dry. um, And I like an eye cream. However, sometimes I skip it and just bring my moisturizer around my eyes. Awesome. I love that. All right, Lauren, let's talk about makeup around the eyes.
1: Okay, so we'll start off with um, dark circles. So like I said, you have to color correct. Um, Honestly, if this is an issue for you, take some time, like I said, to watch some YouTube videos or read some articles on color correcting. Doing this step prior to using concealer is going to cut the product application in half. And in reality, concealer is an amazing tool that's available, but as we age, it's best to try and use as little as possible. Um, If you don't need it on certain parts of your skin, just don't use it. So the color of your dark circles are either a purple hue or a blue. So the color that appears opposite of those on the color wheel are your yellow, peaches, or lighter pinks. So that's what you're going to use to um, color correct. I have to make a side note here that sometimes you see those videos on the internet where you see someone use red lipstick under their eyes to color correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's so fun, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And in color theory, someone with a darker skin tone, even someone with more of a darker skin tone that has an olive undertone to it and deep under eye circles, they can totally use a red to color correct. But if you are fair skinned, um, don't use, don't go that route. (laughs) You can't, You can't do that little trick. (laughs) And then I said also, stop watching young TikTokers. If you go on YouTube, look at older women's makeup tutorials, that's the real transformation. They look 20 years younger. That's the real magic of makeup.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Yes, for sure. And the point of color correcting is to use a color opposite of what you see on the color wheel. So you can Google the color wheel the color that you're using will neutralize the darkness and create a better base for you to continue with concealer. So contrary to the name, color correcting does not correct the issue completely and you're not done after this step. So it's very similar to if you had a red wall in your house and you want it to be light blue. Sure, you can go the route of going over it with coats of paint. Eventually, you will get to the color and your end product will probably look very coated. So if you start your painting journey with the primer paint, in this case is your color correcting, you can achieve your next step
0: much easier and with less product. Um, I love that analogy. I've never heard that before, but you're so right. Thanks. I made it up myself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Original content bitches, <laughs> <laughs> ok, so next we're going to go onto to wrinkles. So it's important to say that concealer shopping is super important. Um, not all are created equally. Some are very drying, and a drying concealer will make you look old. Um, concealer for the use of smoothing out and reducing the appearance of wrinkles needs to be close to the color of your skin. You can do a tad bit lighter, but once you go too light or too dark, it just magnifies these problems. So go for a concealer that is the color of your under eye skin tone. Um, also go for a concealer with hyaluronic acid and moisturizing ingredients. Joar. Kelsey, I know you like, is it Jouer or Jouar? So
0: I pronounce it Jouer. Jouer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jouet released a concealer like this. You've tried it, haven't you? I did. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I definitely
1: got a color that was way too light, but I could tell by the formulation that it was a good concealer. I just picked the wrong color. Um, This is also where I have to shout out Touche Claw. Mm -hmm. It's so hydrating and light reflecting. That is by Yves Saint Laurent. They also have a Touche Claw in a peach corrector that is beautiful. Um, Touche Claw is known for being very hydrating and they have these like light reflecting properties. So it's really good to just like bounce light off that area to blur any imperfections or any fine lines. Um, Something I don't think a lot of people understand is that you have to set your concealer. Powders always need to be set. I'm sorry. Powders always set your liquids. Um, So two great powders for under the eye area are the Laura Mercier under eye eye brightening powder that has like pearl peptides in it and the hourglass veil setting powder. Always go luxury on a powder that you use under your eyes. You will see a total difference.
0: I agree. Yeah. If you're not happy with the way your under eyes are looking when you set it, um, try going to a luxury powder.
1: Absolutely. And the cool thing about um, the hourglass setting powder is it's your setting powder as well, but it's light enough to use under the eye. So if you only just want to buy one powder, you can use that. And it comes in a pretty big canister that you will, you'll probably have it for like a few months, which is good. Um, also spray with a setting powder after you powder or setting spray, I'm mm-hmm. just using the word powder and over and over <laughs> spray with your setting spray after you powder. So this brings the moisture back to the eyes. Um, if you still feel like you're having some dry patches, take a small fluffy brush and spray that with setting powder and like lightly tap the brush under the areas where you're kind of creasing or maybe the powder is building up. Um, I want to shout out Caudillé Beauty Elixir because I love it. It's so great for refreshing makeup. They also have some menthol in it. So I just feel like every time I spray it on a person, they like pep up and they're like, "Ooh, that felt so nice. And they're like, <laughs> it smells so good too. So between that and a jade roller, I feel like the senses are really tingling during the makeup
0: application. You're so, yeah, but I, you're so luxury. You're so luxury. I am. <laughs>
1: I love to be luxury. I just think people deserve to feel bougie. So yes, that's my <laughs> vibe when it comes to makeup. Um, but I think this covers everything in a brief way. I kind of hope it inspires more questions in our listeners because we could break it down even further. So let us know. Um, And um, Kelsey, yeah, Yeah. we were talking about products, but you were basically saying, no, you don't really have anything that you could mention for... Uh, Well, just because I don't want to. Um, Yeah, no, (laughs) I totally get it. And I think it's important, like, really important to say that because...
0: I mean, I could go on Sephora and Ulta right now and and find a whole bunch of eye creams and be like, yeah, I'm sure this is fine. But I just... I don't know. I think eye creams have a lot of hype to them. And, you know, if you have an eye cream that you love and you feel like it's working for you, keep doing it. Keep doing it. This isn't me telling you not to. This is me telling those people that are wondering if they need to be spending $80 on eye creams. This is me telling you, no, you don't have to. You can buy a $20 eye cream. It's going to work the same. Yes, I love that. So what made you happy this week? So um, Lauren and I decided to go the route of honesty, and both of us were going to say nothing. (laughs) Nothing made us happy this week. Nothing. We were having bad weeks. We were being grumpy, having bad weeks, and not feeling happy. Um, Yeah, and I don't even think anything really bad happened to me. I was just kind of like, blah, the whole week. (laughs) Yeah, I I was pretty annoyed this week, and I honestly didn't think of anything until right before here. And the reason I do this segment is to force myself to remember that there are good things, um, even though things feel really bleak sometimes and stressful and chaotic and up and down. Um, there are there are things in my week every week that made me happy. So for this, for me, for this week is on Sunday. My parents came over. Um, oh, Jules. Jules. Jules came over. And Jules my, and your daddy. And my yes. daddy, <laughs> they came over. Um, my, um, my, We got a new uh, bed for our guest room and my dad came over to put it together. Um, I really don't see my parents that much because of the pandemic. Um, my dad is a high risk person. Late in his 50s, he got really bad asthma kind of out of nowhere. Um, and he is, uh, 63. So just shy. Um, but he, of the, the vaccines right now in Florida, they're only vaccinating 65 and older and frontline workers. Um, Oh my God. So he's two years away, two years away, but because he has, well, now I think he's going to be good because he has that high risk medical condition that I think his doctor can bump him up in line. Um, because he is, he is the person that we're concerned with. Um, mm-hmm. so I really, I haven't seen them since, uh, Christmas. They live about an hour North. Um, and it was nice. I mean, it's always nice to see my parents, my mom, I'm going to tell you what my mom does. Cause it's, it's really cute and funny. Um, so she is a school nurse in the lowest income, highest crime area of the West Palm Beach area. I can't Beach believe area. it. Yeah. <laughs> and she is an elementary school nurse. And so she'll randomly text us and be like, Oh, school's on lockdown. Cause there's a shooting across the street. And I'm just like, "Oh my God, but she' That's that sweet woman. she is a sweet woman, And sometimes I can't even believe she's my mom because she is just this like bleeding heart nurse savior. I love the children. and and I'm not. At all? Oh, you're still a good person in your own way. Shut I'm, it. I'm a I'm a different type of good person. So you are, yes. Moving yep. to Florida, she she took her nursing career to be more involved with the lower income community, especially um, young single mothers who are maybe in their teens still. Um, and so she really has been a true angel down here um, in Florida. So um, so it was nice to see both of them. So that's what made me happy this week. What about you? Lauren? And shout
1: out to your sister too
0: because your sister runs like rehabilitation, like clinics, right? She does. They have, um, they call them, um, recovery houses. So it's for after rehab, but you don't feel like you're ready to do things on your own. Um, and it's sort of an alter alter alternative to alternate to a halfway house. Because halfway homes, I mean, realistically, uh, back in my early 20s, I definitely bought weed from a halfway house. Like yes, I remember you telling me yeah.
1: that a few weeks ago. Yeah, like yes. they're not
0: good places and especially, yeah, they're just not good. So it's um, her and her husband run them. They have... I think five of them now, um, a couple men's houses and one women's house. Um, they are, um, on in Eastern Maryland. Um, and yeah, they're, they're out there doing, doing the Lord's work. Out I there. was going to
1: say your family's just a bunch of helpers and you're out here making sure people have good skin. Don't act like you don't do it too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, all
0: good people. What made you happy this week, Lauren?
1: So, last night, um, Trevor told me that there is a chance. I mean, it, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen, but um, his grandmother passed away a few weeks ago, and she has a car in Florida, in Orlando, and we would just need to go pick it up, oh. <laughs> and I would get a free car. I haven't had a car in three years. Wow. When I first moved to Charleston, like, I really did my move all by myself. I went through a breakup, and I was just, like, hellbent on getting out and just starting a new life, so... I wasn't the most financially set up for that. And when I got down here, I needed a brake pad change. So I took it to Brakes for Less. They never put the lug nuts back on my tires. my
0: God. So
1: I was, like, dangerously driving around. And then finally my car just completely, like, broke down. And it was a situation where, like, you know, I'm calling the place telling them what happened and – I don't have money for a lawyer and stuff like that. So, you know, it just, it happened the way it happened. I don't have a car anymore. I haven't been able to afford a car. I've just been really getting by, but really like hustling and not letting that bring me down and trying to start my career down here. So I just like, I've been saving all of my cash from weddings for a down payment for a car and mm-hmm. I have enough money for it I wanted to get a car in December of this year um but if I could have this car to like help in the next coming months and then still buy my car at the end of December that would just be amazing
0: yeah I mean uh, a free car is always awesome yeah so I might be in your hood in a few mu- in a few weeks okay all right yeah yeah, so, yeah going to Orlando yeah that's where the car is yeah that's funny well of course his grandma lived in Orlando. I know, right? Everyone's (laughs) grandma lives in Florida and a lot of them are in Orlando. Everyone's grandma's in Orlando. Yeah, that's fun. Um, Yeah. When was the last time you were in Florida? Oh, for that uh, bachelorette party in Miami? Yeah, Yeah. I know. And it was so crazy because literally the day before
1: this happened, I was saying to Trevor, I was like, I just feel like I need a Florida experience with you. Like we should go to Florida
0: sometime. I don't know what we're going to do, but Florida is a magical place, you know? It's an experience. (laughs) I I think that's a great way to say it. It is an experience. We Yeah, and you never know what kind of experience you're going to no. get, so you just have to say the word experience. Yeah. <laughs> my husband and I were in Publix, which is the chain of grocery stores down in the south, and uh, there was a guy in the grocery store. Not only did he not have a mask on, but he's holding a ferret walking through the grocery oh, store. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, God bless you, Florida. You know? Yes. God bless you. So, and on that note. <laughs> yeah okay well I think uh, I think that's all I've got to say uh, God bless Florida and <laughs> um, we put a question up on our instagram so if you have a skin concern a hair concern a makeup concern a self-care concern or just you know any concern um, that we may or may not be qualified to answer let us know we would love to um, you know we want to talk about what you guys want to hear about so let us know what that is and we'll do it yes okay do you do you have any? Final things to say, Lauren? You always just no, say.
1: It. No, I think that's good. You always like, I just love how you
0: verbalize everything. And I feel like I'm always like, right, I agree. You're right. <laughs> but it's really how I feel. <laughs> she seconds the notion, everyone. Yes. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Bye.